You're listening to the Quick and Dirty Midwife Life podcast with midwives Andy and Jen. This podcast contains explicit content and adult language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Our <coughs> show really turns me on. <laughs> listeners. What's your favorite position? What's your favorite position? Welcome to the show this week, y'all. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us. And getting weird with us. And getting real weird. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're talking about positions mm-hmm. for birth. Up, down, side to side. <laughs> side, side, slippity slide. So one of the reasons that I keep my chiropractor in business is because of your job it's because of my job right <laughs> and your job too yeah i've been going to a chiropractor every two weeks for six years yeah i go every week one of the most wonderful things about what we do is that people can deliver and labor any way they want to i mean as long as things are going well uh instinctually they usually find their own positions to deliver their babies in and that means that we're just contorting our bodies and holding on, <laughs> holding on for dear life <laughs> until the baby comes. Yeah. 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 I don't think there's ever been a time really where I told someone, Hey, I need you to move over here. I've just jumped in to wherever they are. Yeah. I think I've maybe asked someone in a pool if I couldn't reach. Yes. Like, Hey, can, can you just, you can do what you're doing, but let's just shift you to this side of the pool. Yes. Um, and sometimes they do it. And sometimes they're like, no, I can't like, Okay. Well. And then Andy's going for a swim. And then I'm <laughs> getting even wetter than I already was <laughs> from the water. So what's some of the weirdest positions that you've been in when people are taking whatever position they need to to deliver their baby? Um, Deep squat mm-hmm. for sure. I have that one. Yes. yes. Squatting on squatting on the floor. Yes. Deep, deep squat. Um, I guess I could like jump in and tell a story. Tell. Yeah. Yes. So... One of my first, uh, one a story that sticks out in my mind, I was a, a midwifery student in the assisting phase, so I wasn't catching babies yet. I was still just helping out at births. And, and um, I got behind this mom. I was sitting on a yoga ball, and she was sitting on a birth stool. This was mm-hmm. at the birth center. And I'm sitting behind her, supporting her. I've got like my arms under her armpits, which is not the job of the midwifery assistant. It's usually like to get the midwife's stuff, but that's what she needed at that time. Well, I got stuck, kind of like nap trapped, like oh no, <laughs> like moms with a toddler. Yeah, like I could not move. Anytime I tried to just, she's like, no, 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 please don't leave me. And so I stayed there. This woman crowned for forty minutes. No, and I was on this yoga ball. <laughs> and so she pushes the baby. She would not move. She pushes the baby out in that position. So then after the baby comes, I'm still the one holding up all of her body weight on the yoga ball. I'm like slowly leaning backwards my abs are just on fire um yeah that was uh that was the more interesting position which wasn't me catching but still like yeah yeah do an example doulas contort too yeah they do for sure (laughs) yeah they do i feel like one of the oddest positions that we get in that's not happening at like in a hospital setting or something is when i'm on my back or on my side (laughs) you know and just kind of like looking up and and <laughs> ready to catch I know, I'm just like seeing you doing that. Uh huh. Whenever the the client is on their knees and you know, kind of kneeling as they're pushing, yes. and t- 
to be able to see what's going on, you have to be down there. That's right. Goggles on. I think most of the time we're just kind of slouch sitting and in somebody, you know, on somebody's bed or by a toilet. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's, that's enough. But then when we have to contort into funny positions, one of my, um, my favorites to add to this list is when you're in a really tight bathroom and you kind of have to like lunge slash twist contort to like get into that position. Uh-huh. Oh, or you have like there for one foot in the shower and because that's the only place for it because yes. it's a one bathroom apartment. Yes, yes. Or tiny. when the, the toilet is right next to the tub and yeah. you're like sitting on the edge and teetering. because Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I've done a couple of those. Oh, we get into some funny positions. Well, and you want the partner to be able to be in there so yes. that you know, they can be part of their baby's birth, but it's like, then you also need your assistant really close by in case you need any of your meds or herbs or anything. It it gets crowded real quick. It does. In those tight bathrooms for sure. Mm -hmm. Everybody's hunching and leaning and squatting (laughs) and bending and twisting. Uh, What about, can you recall like some weird positions that some of your clients chose? Yeah. So this one birth, this, oh, it was such a lovely birth. And I, I want to save like the full story for some time when we do an episode on amniotic fluid and waters breaking. Oh, heck yeah. Because it's funny. But this one client was in her bedroom and she was on the floor in between the bed and the wall. And so there was probably like three, maybe three feet of space between the bed and the wall. And that's mm-hmm. just where she wanted to be. And so she's on her side, no pillows or anything crouched like halfway on like with her back halfway on the wall and she keeps like when she's contracting her legs are going under the bed (laughs) and her two younger kids are like coming up right next to me trying to be in the middle of it I'm just like trying to put Chuck's pads down and you know move them around so that um we're covered but that was that was a more interesting yeah (laughs) spot very tight yeah and uncomfortable but I mean that's what she needed and she absolutely loved her birth so that's awesome that worked out fine for the most part. I love that. <clears throat> My, I've seen some pretty interesting stuff, but mostly, mostly as a doula, mm-hmm. I've seen people assume some pretty funny positions. So I think it's always um, funny to see when people grab their ankles and like pull their ankles like up towards their, their chest. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like their knees are out to the sides and their feet are right in the center. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, I just watch people... <laughs> I mean, it's effective, right? It it works for some people, but it looks kind of funny. It looks really funny. Yeah, and ouch. (laughs) Uh, And then the weirdest one that I've seen, though, is when I had there was a a client pushing on their side, and they had one ankle pulled up towards their butt, but then she had the other ankle pulled up towards her chest. How do you even? I I don't know if I could do that right now. I got to show you. Jen's demonstrating. She was like, "Ah," is that how the baby came out? Yes. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Flexy. Yeah. And it's funny because like not only are these positions just funny for someone not pregnant, you've got like a nine month belly on you. Yes. And people can move when they're in labor. And instinctually, right? Mm -hmm. They usually find the the right spot. Was this a pretty small person? No, she was tall, but thin, really long limbs. Mm. Yeah. 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 But I was like, whoa, I've never seen that one. And I'll probably never see it again. Yeah. But (laughs) really strange. So when we're going over these positions today, first, this is not about labor. 
Like there's lots of positions that you can use for labor to help facilitate labor and get the baby out and all these things. We're talking about positions for getting the baby out. So while, while pushing is happening. While pushing is happening. And really you can push your baby out wherever and however you choose when you have your baby at home or at a birth center usually. And some hospitals are getting a little bit better about um, where you are and how you're oriented. But this is particularly an important conversation because when you choose a hospital birth and that sort of situation, a lot of the time the staff wants you in the bed pushing on your back or some sort of iteration of that. Now, I think that we're progressing towards, you know, bluer skies with that. But yeah, I see people more like all kinds of doctors being cool with people pushing on their side with a leg up and then even some being much more open to pushing on hands and knees, which right. is the OG best position there is. I, yes, that's my number one position mm -hmm. um, is that that's what most people assume like instinctually. They'll just get down, hands and knees, have that baby. Years ago, I attended a delivery with a doula client and the mother was in the hands and knees position when the doctor walked in and the doctor's like, hey, let's get her on her side. And I looked at the doctor and I said, oh, she really wants to kind of just stay in this position. And she asked me for help for how to catch the baby in that position. Like it totally messed with this doctor's brain that the baby was coming <laughs> out backwards. Like upside down to them. Yes, yes. And so I, I had the opportunity to teach a doctor how to deliver a baby wow. hands and knees. That's it was cool. really bizarre. Also, uh, that's probably never going to happen again. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but it was really neat. So hands and knees, by far, one of the most common positions that mm -hmm. we see our clients. Now, right, I'm assuming. trying to picture it because I've never seen... I don't Baby know if I've out. seen a birth of with a woman on her hands and knees. Like, is it more like frog position where or like her now, rear has to kind now of I'll be demonstrate down, right? This where the, the gravity's kind of kind of well. Sometimes they froggy like that. Yeah, like kind of put their butt closer to the ground. Right. But yeah, it can be. It's like, got to work with gravity, right? Yes. Like this, and usually people are like pushing back. Okay. Yeah, when they bear down, they like to lean right. back with their butt closer to their heels. Uh, that's when we're laying on the floor. Yeah, that's when we're laying <laughs> on the floor or on our sides in their bed. Um, Face in their ass. Yep. Got to see what, what's happening and got to be ready to help a baby out if they need help. Uh, so this position is also called the Gaskin Maneuver. So shout out to Ina G. Um, Sup, girl. That's right. That midwife going around teaching the world about one of the most instinctual positions for birth. So what's awesome about this position is that it's instinctual. Also, it opens up the pelvis. Right, So it allows the sacrum and the tailbone to move freely because what we don't often realize is that the sacrum has two joints right at the, mm -hmm. at the back of the, of the pelvis. And so those have to be able to move. And when people are pushing on their backs, that's deeply compressed. Totally restricted. Totally restricted. So this position just opens it wide up so that the baby can move freely. And especially I like this position for babies who are in funny positions. Same. Because then they can orient the pelvis a little bit better. Mm -hmm. especially or if we're expecting a larger baby. Yes. Too. Right. So it also helps open up the pelvis for the delivery of the shoulders, allows the baby to rotate a little easier. Mm -hmm. So absolutely love it. And it allows space for us to manage sticky shoulders, like you were saying. Right. For sure. What's um, really interesting is that if you're a person who typically has a fast labor or a fast pushing phase, this slows down the pushing phase. So if you're, as opposed to like being in something that's more gravity friendly, like standing or squatting, you know, your baby can just whoop, come out. So it also diminishes the risk for tearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just the best. It's the best one. And you know, whenever people are left to their own devices, I usually find people 
gravitate and just get into this position. Yeah, they don't absolutely. say anything about anything. Mm-mm. They're just like, oh, I just I can't, I can't be like this. I can't be like this. And then they'll just flip over and be on their hands and knees. Right, right. And do you, we get clients sometimes that are like, what do I do now? What position do I get in? Mm-hmm. And so if, if they are truly struggling with where to be, this is one of the first things that I'll, that I'll offer to them. Say, Same. Hey, why don't you just ch- try your hands and knees? And yeah. it usually sticks unless they're really tired or something. So my next favorite position or the position that we see, I think, I think most often after hands and knees is the sideline position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That one's great because you can rest between yes. the contractions and you can get a lot of force behind the contractions too. Yeah. And you can have pushing. people like snuggle you if you need snuggling mm-hmm. and, uh, it's a, it's a great way also to slow down the descent of the baby too, so that there's less risk of tearing. Mm-hmm. It also is great because you're off of your sacrum again. So often not compressing your sacrum. And? Well, what I like about the sideline position is, one, you can rest in between those contractions. Two, you have a lot of variability of what you... the the birthing person can do like with your hands and your legs. Like you can move, you can hold your leg yourself. Someone can hold your leg for you. You can grip different parts of the leg to assist in whatever, you know, like you just have a lot more options. I feel like to grab onto where hands and knees are my favorite, but you can't really like hold on to anything. Your just hands are flat on the floor. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I do think that for some people it can feel even more grounding to be able to to hold and squeeze and, you know, use your arms as leverage. Yes, yes. And it also is nice, just as like an aside, it's nice for the partner Mm. to be able to watch the delivery and keep the face of of the person who's delivering the baby. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like when people deliver on hands and knees, the partner either is at the face or the butt. Right, (laughs) that's true. That's true. Yeah. So also, number three, squatting. Squatting squatting to birth a baby out. Mm-hmm. Now, the only big deal with this one is that it can increase the risk for tearing. Right. Uh, but it opens up the pelvis in just a magnanimous kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe it's like between 20 and 30% more of the pelvic outlet. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever you squat, it opens it up really nice. I feel like I also can see this working for in the same way with a birth stool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Do you carry a birth stool with you? No, and I don't because I've just seen some really hardcore tears with them, more so when I was training. Yeah. Um, So I've just, I don't, plus I drive a tiny little Prius, so I don't have room for that. Gotcha. But uh, I don't even really, I don't really talk to people about that much. I've only pulled mine out a few times, and I don't really have a stool. I use a squatty potty. Yeah. Well, that works. It's tossed in the back of my car. Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I do think that that position can be helpful sometimes if we're just like really pushing for a while and helping get a baby out, which you can do the same thing by having the mom like holding someone's hands or a rebozo or something like that to hold them up instead of setting their bum on something. That's true. If they're That's getting tired. Yeah. So don't think that just squatting is you literally <laughs> just squatting. Like it can be assisted. Yeah. It can be assisted And squat. usually when we squat, we rest in a different position during like in between between. yeah you're usually like sitting up on the bed and then come down into a squat with a contraction so another real drawback of this position is that if you're really tired (laughs) it's probably not the best thing for you to be doing because it takes a lot of effort it does yeah but it does speed descent it helps that baby come down real fast um are you going to talk about a toilet do you want to talk about the throne (laughs) 
It sure. belongs in this category. Is that for the it. Next one? Oh, so I was just thinking as I was talking about a supported squat, I was thinking about this cool position, which is kind of like you're simulating sitting on a toilet. So the toilet is so great mm-hmm. whenever you're in labor and you're pushing. It's naturally a place where our brain tells us to let go, let things go. Um, and so we don't really restrict as much as we might in other positions or True. in other spaces in the home. And so um, a lot of babies want to come on the toilet. I've mm-hmm. almost caught a lot of babies there. But something cool that you can do is you can have your partner or whomever sit in a chair and then you straddle them and hold onto their shoulders. And it kind of is that same position for the bottom half of your body and that's right. can really help people open up too. So that's a position I, you get I like to, to use sometimes. snuggle and let go. Yeah, it is nice. It is nice. And you can also use your rebozo to help support the, the hips and the bottom too if you mm-hmm. need that. Love that position too. It's a nice hold. Definitely akin to squatting. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one that I think we see is the reclined position or like sitting, but like leaning back maybe into like some pillows. Mm-hmm. Um, the bummer about this one, of course, is that it does compress the sacrum and the tailbone area. Right. But plenty of babies make their way out just fine. Uh, it's great to be in that position in the pool, which does not compress uh, your sacrum or your tailbone if you're not sitting on the bottom of the pool. And it's also really great for rest. It so usually when people are in that reclined position, they're like grabbing behind their knees, pulling their legs up towards their chest mm-hmm. whenever they're pushing the baby out and then relaxing everything back whenever we're waiting for the next contraction. People just look really badass in that position too. They do. They, they look like really strong goddesses. Yeah. The first baby I ever caught was my friend's. And it was so, it's really special because my son was six weeks old at the time and I was wearing him in a wrap and I went to this birth and because she was my friend, she was okay with me catching with my baby there. That's well, so awesome. With my baby being there. But that's how she, and it was her first and she pushed for like 15 minutes in that position, just sitting back and she would put her hands, um, she was putting them like down in the front of her body and just holding her ankles and she was so stoic and she would just take a big breath in and and just like push and the baby came out like oh I love that without issue it was beautiful I love that the ankle the ankle grab the ankle grab definitely one of the variations you can also do that tug of war thing to help yeah. people bear down in a different in a with like some different energy so like if you take a sheet or a towel or a laboring <clears throat> tool like a rebozo have the laboring person like grab onto a loop and then somebody grabs the ends and pulls against them it helps them bear down Sometimes in just mm-hmm. the right spot. And that position is really, really good for that. So the peeing in the woods option. The peeing in the woods. Remember that position that we talked about with our, our doula friend, Katie? Oh, yes. Yeah, where you can open up the pelvis by putting your knees together, mm-hmm. but then pushing. It's done really well in this position, too, where you're kind of reclining back. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've ever had anybody do that. I have only had a couple of clients do that recently. It's that position in particular where you're pushing with your knees together. It's supposed to open up your, it, yeah, your it outlet does. in a different way. It does. And so that's like all the rage now in the birth wow. circle. Is that kind of like where your feet are a little bit apart? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knees are together. Mm-hmm, like yeah. kind of yeah. knock knee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've had people do that. I have people do that when they're on hands and knees. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, I'll, I'll grab their feet and say, because naturally whenever you're in hands and knees, Kind of like doing child's pose. Some people will like their feet will kind of come together. It's mm-hmm. almost like the knees and the feet make a triangle. But if you, yeah, that's a, that's great for when the baby's in the inlet. But whenever you're trying to get baby out of the outlet, it's really great to spread those feet 
out wider than the knees. So that's I've never thought to do that on the back or recline though. That's right. Especially when the sacrum's compressed. Yeah. I feel like why not give the baby every advantage? Genius. <laughs> Love it. Bump ba ba. Um, another position that we have folks that folks choose to deliver in is the standing position. That's, yeah, that's wild to me. <laughs> that's when we're on our backs or squatting. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that one's uh, yeah. I think it's wild to me because I couldn't imagine delivering like that. Me too. I think that's why it's so weird. How me did too. you deliver your babies? What I was going to ask you. Yes, I'm glad oh. you asked. Um, so I deliver my babies in the very same position both times. One on the bed, one in the pool, in the semi-reclined position. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mine, well, with my first, I pushed for three hours at the birth center before we transferred to the hospital. And then, so I pushed in every single position there is then um, for the first three hours. And then after the hospital, I was just, I think I just was on my back the whole time and grabbing my legs and pulling them up to my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And he came out within 30 minutes of pushing there. Oh, great. Yeah. How did Katie deliver the boys? Do you remember? Uh, we talked about this a little before. I think one. so, I think yeah. She, for Varen, it was like she tried a bunch of positions, but the final one was actually on her back, just normal, like with her knees up a little, I mm-hmm. believe. Mara in was in the tub, kind of on all fours, but yeah. like s- kind of squatted, not like more of, what would you call like that? Like kneeling. Yeah, sort yeah. of mm-hmm. kneeling. That's, her, like her arms are on the side of the tub, but her yeah. knees are in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, kneeling position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which that's how I was with my second, mm-hmm. um, was the same. Oh, man. And the feeling of his head popping out. And I was like, oh, yes. And I was like, oh, fuck. I got to do the shoulders still. <laughs> Snap out of it. Get to work. Come on, come on. We're not done yet. <laughs> you did great. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. I was roaring. Yes, you were. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. So, girl, yeah. Standing. I've seen many people do this over the years. And it amazes me every time that they mm-hmm. have the strength to do it. But 100% of the time, it's absolutely what they want. They absolutely know that this is the way that the baby has to come out. Yeah. And they're usually doing like some dips sort of with their knees to like kind of squat into it a little bit when the baby comes. Right. Yeah. And just, I remember as a midwifery student being so nervous whenever people would be pushing on the toilet or standing because I'm like, <laughs> don't drop the baby. Don't drop the baby. <laughs> I would be so, because they're so damn slippery. They are. Um, disclaimer, I've never dropped a baby. Same. I'm, I will grab on. Yes. <laughs> grab on so tight. Those shoulders are so good. Yep. Just grab on real tight. That's right. <laughs> so I'm going to insert here into the standing category, though, that the lunge mm-hmm. is my favorite thing to do for a malpositioned baby who's trying to come out. It, do you mean like standing lunge? Yes. Okay. So where they're standing and we have one leg up on a stool and they're leaning in. Boy, does that help turn a head that's hmm. being really stubborn sometimes. Seems like a lot of work. It is. It is a lot lot. of work. Nobody likes it when we tell them to do that. And it almost always hurts. (laughs) Yeah, it does suck. (laughs) Sometimes we'll have people do that too, where but kneeling. So kneeling with, you know, one knee on the floor and the other foot up in a lunge, and we will just rock the shit out of their hips back and forth to help get a head that's come on out, baby. And they're funny. And that's what we're usually saying. Come on out, baby. Come on out. That's right. And I feel like kneeling and standing are really grounding positions. Totally. You know, I feel like it's a nice way to kind of like work with the vibrations of the earth, even if you're in like a high-rise hospital or something. Just being on your feet, being on your knees, really good for some people who need to like kind of get their bearings. So I feel like people, when they have a hard time pushing in the water, almost always asking them to get out and getting their body on the floor Mm -hmm. is everything they need. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So then less frequently that we see... 
Uh, the last one that I'll talk about is the on your back pushing. Mm -hmm. And this, I mean like flat on your back, not with like pillows underneath you or, you know, like kind of reclining or anything like that. This is also called the McRoberts position. And when, when do you, do you ever, re you recommend people doing this sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. When we've done all the other positions and I'm not seeing any movement, I'm like, all right, I know this sounds really weird to do at home, but why don't you just lay on your back and see what happens? And usually that's the ticket. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like when we've been working a long time, like you said, and nothing seems to be helping that baby just get around that pubic bone, mm -hmm. sometimes right on your back, cranking those knees way up to their shoulders yep. and then having them bear down, it just helps that baby's head drop up underneath that pubic bone and get out of there. <laughs> but not all the time. No, not all the time. And I, I think it really matters on the the shape of the person's pelvis too. There's just yes. certain type of people that works better for. And the way the for. baby's head's oriented sometimes, mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like Katie got so worn out, like that was the only position that she, she had left yeah. in and was just lay flat on her right. back and let her body do the work and relax. Yeah. And push yeah. It out, so. One of, yeah, for sure. One of the, uh, Andy needed to see a chiropractor <laughs> daily for a week <laughs> after birth was one where this, this poor lady, um, she was in labor for, two days and then we were pushing for three hours and and she was loving laying on her back so that she could rest mm -hmm. well so that meant that I was then like sitting right in front of her <clears throat> and um my back was just killing me because mind you I'd slept on her couch for a day too right, you right. know like I was whatever and so um during contractions I was helping I would push up her knees to her chest she'd hold on to them I was like supporting the perineum. And then in between contractions, I would just lay back flat. So we were almost like scissored <laughs> on this bed. So I was like in a spread eagle yeah. and her legs would lay on top of mine and I would lay back flat and rest for two to three minutes between contractions. And I'd do right a on. sit up. My, so my abs were super sore the next day too. So I would, then I would do a sit up and, and she, I like kept having to wipe her bottom for like, it was a thing for a Constant, whole hour. Yeah. We did this, this dance. Um, it was it's yeah it can be really it's a trial vulnerable yes in, in those for uh, every times yes yes like, well we know each other real well now that's right yeah they understand Our why you're resting no one's close. asking questions yes let's yes. do lunch yeah. let's do lunch <laughs> here's your baby oh goodness goodness gracious yes indeed but in general being on your back is typically not awesome. No. Um, works against gravity. You got to kind of push the baby up towards the ceiling to make it through the curve of your pelvis. But it does have its use. Don't you feel like anytime we suggest it, people are always like, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought okay. that's not how the babies come out. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. And like you said, most of the time it's magic, you know, because we use it when we need to. But yeah. yeah, sometimes it's just something in the rotation. So... Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what I've got for positions during delivery of babies. Uh, how do you talk to your clients about positions for sex when you're pregnant? Um, I just tell them, hey, your body is changing weekly. We're going to try different different things all the time. Usually doggies where it's at, though. Yeah. That's going to be the most comfortable um, for everybody involved. And Usually, yeah. yeah. You just have to be really open, like, good communication with your partner, yes. you know, to make sure that it's pleasurable for, for you. Right on. And sometimes people with trauma have a hard time with hands and knees. And right. So then sideline is usually so, where yes. I go. And spooning, the spooning position is really great too. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. Cause you can get cuddled at the same time mm -hmm. usually. Heck yeah. Yeah. I'm in, I'm into doggy too for, for, um, pregnancy, but some, some of my clients really like being on top. 
so yeah. they can kind of control mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah. I think I liked that too. Whenever I was pregnant, I think I liked that more um, yeah. than anything else. But I think the spooning position is really great too, because you can't get as deep in in that position usually. Right. And when your belly's heavy with a baby and it's you pushing just, your cervix I'm just going to lay low. here and you just <laughs> work, work me back there. <laughs> Go to work, honey. <laughs> what position did you guys do when um, Katie was pregnant? Did you, guys, did you guys have sex when she was pregnant? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> did you, were you attracted to like the pregnant body? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think she looked, well, I told her she was hot all the time. Like when she was pregnant, I actually Aww. found it attractive. Yeah. Like, she, like for our first one, she didn't gain a lot of weight otherwise. So it was just like she was real fit and then she just had this belly, but like something was sexy about it. Love it. Second, second pregnancy, mm. she gained a little, but she still looked great. Like, yeah. So, but other, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like once it happens, like it's such a slow process. It's not like all of a sudden overnight she's, you know, got this huge belly. Like mm-hmm. it's a, you kind of see the, the different um, phases and mm-hmm. everything. And, right on. I don't and know. Yeah. We kind of, Honestly, I can't remember what the the uh, I'm sure we did it in in the doggy position mostly, but I think just like her on her back still worked. Me at the edge of the bed, whatever. Oh hell yeah! You know, mm. maybe on our side. Come on. S- spoons position, sex doesn't really work the best. Doesn't for, work for you guys for mm-hmm. certain reasons, but yeah, yeah, got to be careful with on the back at the end of pregnancy, right? Baby's heavy, right? Mm. But yeah, we were yeah. always pretty careful. I never, you know. Weren't there for very long. She was pregnant. Yeah. So. <laughs> you weren't, it wasn't getting hardcore at that point. Mostly pretty gentle. Yeah, yeah. we do have yeah, to it's be kind a of more a, gentle. A blur, to be honest. I, I don't remember. I'm Like I said, I'm sure we just did whatever is easiest. Not like we were trying any Kama Sutra or anything while she was. Yeah, smart. Eight months pregnant. So smart. in the beginning, it's nice. So especially because you know she can't get pregnant again. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> Coming in her every night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey-o. <laughs> yeah, that, that was really nice about being pregnant, not worrying about getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's <laughs> nice. What you want. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What about you, you babes? Yeah. I did. I, God, I'm trying to remember. Mine, mine was tw- over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so let me dig back in my mind palace and, uh, and think about it. But we weren't. We weren't terribly into doggy style when I was young and a Christian. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was missionary. It was a lot of missionary. Um, and I hated being on top when I was young too. So we probably did some like some sideline kind of scissor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If I were to guess. Yeah. 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 I honestly didn't have much sex in my first pregnancy. It hurt. It did not. Okay. It was not pleasurable for me. And knowing what I know now, like I probably should have tried using different kinds of lube. Yeah. Um, because it was just like the flora down there was incredibly acidic and it was just wasn't. It didn't wasn't feel cool. good at all, huh? No, it wasn't. Sorry, great. homie. Yeah, it wasn't good. And then my second pregnancy, we were kind of separated. So I didn't have any sex. Dry spell. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. I have not had so many sex dreams in my entire <laughs> fucking life. You had some of those it, the oh, white dreams. Huh? Pregnant and deprived. <laughs> it was every single night and it was like all kinds of different people. It, it all kind of different. Somebody different every night. Yep. I mean, Strangers. Animals. Oh, like people I've never, I don't know how I came up with these people in my head. Men, women, everybody. I love that. That's so funny. Everybody. Do you wake up and be like, okay, if I see that guy, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> 
if he resembles me. this guy in my dreams just slightly. Right. It's yeah, it would be a different guy the next night, though. <laughs> my brain's like, anybody, please. Maybe it's past life experiences. Probably. There you go. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, poor thing. Um, would you guys like a quickie? A what? A what? A quickie? A what? A what? A, a quickie? Yeah. Okay, you know our quickie's going to be right. about sex positions. Of course. I called it yeah, in my yeah, brain. Yeah. I mean, that was obvious. <laughs> that one's obvious there. That's why I didn't want to say too much on positions. On sex right positions. Yes, oh, okay. Are you going to share some, some... Well, what I thought would just be interesting was, like, what is everybody's favorite sexual position in this room and in general in the world? So I'm going to start within this room. Richie, gentlemen first, what's your favorite position? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, uh, I think center field, maybe <laughs> last <laughs> shortstop. <laughs> You're an old missionary dude, aren't you? I actually don't mind missionary. I, uh, I don't know. I have control in that position. I kind of work it how I like. Mm-hmm. I like all positions, but yeah, I'm not a missionary hater. Mm. I don't know. Some of the weird, like. I'll bring up Kama Sutra again. Oh, okay. Some of those are just, they don't do it. Oh, you me. don't? It's, oh, gotcha. It's no, a little like too I'm, much I'm distracting. School. I like a lot of the classics. Okay. Just, You're vanilla. Top three. Just say it. I guess you could call it vanilla. To, I'm just, I just kidding. Don't feel, <laughs> just kidding. I just, I don't know. I mean, we've tried other things and it's like the, do it like it's good. fun, but it's, yeah, it's just the pleasure is not the same. Mm-hmm. So, What's your top three? Probably her on top for sure. I can relax. I get to grab that ass. Mm, yeah. Squeeze. That's good. Grab the titties while they're hanging in my mm, face. There you go. Titties. titties. <laughs> Jen's very excited. Oh, yeah. Love titties. <laughs> no, I, I love, yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Just tits go. <laughs> I like it from behind for sure. Like I said, the classics. Yeah. All right. Mm. That's cool. What about you, Andy? What you like? Doggy's my favorite. Doggy's your favorite? Mm-hmm. How come? Um, I just, it makes me feel like I've been taken and I just love it. And it just really hits the G spot really well. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And I like it like in all kinds of variations, like knee chest kind of situation mm-hmm. or like bent standing bent over something mm-hmm. or more just kneeling and holding on to something. <sighs> yeah. I just, I really like it. And I also like, I like being on top, um, like if my partner's sitting up. So oh, like sitting yeah. up on the couch or mm-hmm. like, they're back against the wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot too. Where you're facing them or reverse? No, facing them. I'm not yeah. a big into reverse cowgirl. Really? Thing. No. <laughs> like I don't it just doesn't it really hit me in in the right ways. Like I'll do any position for I just like to have fun in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um but I also like to kind of being like on my side, like with our legs kind of scissored, but like not them on their side, like them. I guess in the more missionary position, mm-hmm. but then my legs like flipped over. Yeah. That's nice too. Wait, where it's I'm just like trying hit to me this. sideways. I don't know how to draw me a diagram. <laughs> I'm trying to show it to you with my fingers. It's like, it's like that. <laughs> okay. It's like that. Like a scissor. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. It's, okay. uh-huh. it's like a scissor, male to female scissor. Love that. What about you? Oh, I like so many. <laughs> I, I, am, I, I am adventurous yeah. in, in the bit, in, with positions. Um, there's probably not one that I don't like um it just depends on my <laughs> my mood mm-hmm. um so if it's more like a submissive kind of thing um then i love being bent over um and you know 
having, you know, my ass slapped or like a tongue on up and down my back or, oh, mm-hmm. I, lo- I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. That would probably be <clears throat> maybe my number one, but I think tied with number one is me being on my side, but he's not. So like if he's standing at the edge of the bed and I'm on my side. Yeah. Um, that's nice. I like that a lot too. But mm-hmm. I also do love reverse cowgirl, mm-hmm. um, especially... Um, with my hands like kind of resting back on his chest and he grabs my waist. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I, I, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll do almost anything. You know, so I was looking up stats um, for this quickie and reverse cowgirls popularity has decreased by 10% in the last uh, 10 years. Actually, a lot of the more adventurous, like not just easy go-to positions have. And this one sexologist, I don't know if that's the name for them or not. Um, wonders if that's because our life is just so busy and like recently things have just been so difficult that people are just going with what they know instead of like playing and being adventurous in the bedroom. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, just- maybe it's because we need to see our um, each other's faces because we don't see people that much. That too. That's interesting. That, that is interesting. You want to yeah, connect and, more. Well, and you, I feel like you have to be really secure with yourself to not face your partner and fuck them. Like, I feel like that's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? I, what I was reading too is um, that they believe that a lot of women like doggy style because they are less self-conscious about their body in that position. There you go. So does that have something to do with security? Really? I would think it'd be more. Yeah. No. Um, which, yeah, because you're like staring Here's at their butthole. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but no, women are always like, oh, I'm fat or there's this roll here. But in doggy, you can't see any of yeah. that. You're just, you can so see just that the outline curves, of, the, yeah. of their curves and, you know, they're, they're more comfortable like that. That's also why um, some women don't like being on top is because they're self-conscious about how they look in that position. Right. I was sure. self-conscious about that when I was younger. I think I was probably when I was like yeah, much younger. I like it much more now. Yeah. Love it. Well, let me dive in and tell you guys some stats then. Let's do it. So um, I was trying to look up different surveys for a long time earlier and got different answers from all kinds of them. So general consensus, though, um, it's a pretty close tie for fave position being uh, male on top missionary okay. and doggy style. So those are pretty makes sense. Twenty eight to thirty one percent. That's usually everybody's favorite. And now let me tell you too that I tried to find statistics on homosexual couples or bisexual, and that was very difficult. Like I only found. Oh really? One, yeah, it was really hard for me to find like actual surveys that I'm were so looking for that. I'm surprised by that. I, I mean, maybe maybe I'm surprised. Maybe I'm not surprised. I was kind of surprised. I mean, it's 2022. Come on now. Right. Like we're not talking to people who aren't straight about what they're doing in their bedroom. Yeah, and they're having better sex than us straight people. So, dang. According to this 2022 survey of 527 heterosexual married folks, so this is important that I clarified that. Okay. Um, this is conducted by uncoveringintimacy.com. So, the average amount of sex that people have are usually t- having sex twice weekly, married couples, which honestly, I kind of thought was more than that's than, yeah average from what I've heard yeah, from people. You, you Not from people in this from, room, but right. from like... <laughs> right, right. Most married you know? couples you hear it's like once a month or... Right. 
but crazy. we have to think of all the variables here because these Kids, are these are people yeah. that are responding to a survey through an intimacy website. So you have to think that the people that are looking at this website are already probably uh, more um, into their intimacy with their partner. Right. Okay. So we got to we got to right. keep that in mind, too. Um, so favorite position, 28% male on top standard, 28% female on top standard. Usually it's the males who prefer the female on top more and then vice versa as well. So females prefer males. Um, this So married people, 25% prefer doggy style as their favorite. Um, and so then the remaining coming in, each coming in under 10% each was a male on top variant of sorts, woman on top, rear entry variant. On here it says uh, more married women prefer doggy than being on top, like I said before. So fave position to receive oral sex, um, hmm. 46% of people like to lay on their back with the giver between their legs. Yeah. So that's most everybody's favorite. And they were looking at like the giver standing, kneeling, 69, all that kind of stuff. Everybody just likes to lay back and, and get it or give it. I mean, I feel like you can really escape yeah. when, when you're just like if, lying down. You don't have to worry about if you're going to Fall Did, over. I thought you were going to say or, fart. fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I you can worry about that in any position. No, fall oh, over. No. <laughs> you know, like when like, you get like all wrapped up and in your head, oh. and who wants to worry about? Yeah. I have a very difficult time. I cannot, I have a hard time like getting off just standing up in general yeah. if I'm having to stand on both of my feet like if I'm bent over something that's a different story right but like focusing on like standing and not falling like my brain I, I'm super my brain is goes all over the place anyway very easily so I can't do that so favorite position to receive oral and to give it for everybody is with on back in between legs um, so how do you transition positions during sex? So 30% mm. of people say they discuss it like, honey, really? we're going to, married folk, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bend you over now. <laughs> hey, you get on top. Hey, like, I was thinking doggy. Are you ready? Honey? No, I, I think, I think the discussion <laughs> is more so just like, Hey, you want to get on top or Hey, you want to do this or that? Okay. Um, because 18% of these individuals without combo, they just do it. And then uh, there was like five or six different things in there. Like 9% said, I tell my partner what to do, mm. um, which that's nice. Like, oh, wow. I'm in that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, those types of things, like we don't say it, they just tell me what to do or, or what have you. Yeah. So what I thought was interesting and totally makes sense. It's, it's kind of just obvious is um, they also talk that, how many different positions that most couple use during sex. So uh, with these married couples, the average was 2.5. So two and a half different positions they use that are not just doing missionary the whole time. Mm -hmm. They found that the couples only using just one position during sex have sex less often and reported enjoying it less. Yeah. So um, also the same for those who have open communication around, you know, play in the bedroom, just have better sex and have it more often too. Hell so yeah. you're hearing it here live on quick and dirty that, Talk, talk about your, it. Talk to your partner about sex. You mean and communication is important? Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> That's very strange. <laughs> Love that. So I looked at another survey, um, and this was a bustle survey. And this is uh, the survey was about what do women want during sex? And their findings concluded that doggy wins for favorite position. Mm. This was close, like in the 30th percentile. Um, nowhere on the top 10 list did women list anal as their favorite. So it was all right. top 10, you know, 
what do you heard it like here. the best? Right, you heard it here. Um, and so nowhere on the top 10 list did they list it as their favorite, nor something that they want to try if they hadn't already. So the people that are doing it, they might be down for it, but it's not one of their favorite things. Um, but this was for It doesn't women. matter what porn tells you. It doesn't matter what porn tells you, fellas. Um, and what I thought interesting, women want to try tabletop sex the most. Which I was like, what the fuck's that? And so they actually had like a little picture and it's like with the lady on her back on a table. This could be a tall bed and their partner standing. Pull everything off the, wipe the table clean. Yes, (laughs) apparently like this is a fantasy that people, this is in, I don't know, tabletop sex. Hmm. So this was one of the top things that ladies wanted to try in the survey that had not. I imagined like a, like I've been fucked on a counter a few times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm not lying down. Mm hmm. So in the little picture they had along with this part on the website was um, the male standing, the female on her back with her legs like up on his chest. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. So on a table. Which could do that on a bed. Yeah. I mean, bed sounds much cozier. So then I I did find a little infograph. So this, this did include the gay and lesbian population as well as bisexual. And so for uh, the gay and lesbian population, their favorite position is the lotus position. So 22%. Do you guys know what that is? Mm-mm. So that's where um, whomever sits and then their partner like straddles them and has their legs wrapped around their back and like arms Aww, wrapped around. Yeah. So like you're face to face, genitals to genitals or whatever. So for um, our gay folks, that's how they like it best. I love that. So they're sec- really intimate. Yeah, I like yeah. that too. Their second favorite is doggy style. Um, that's also the second favorite for bisexual individuals. And on this particular survey, uh, doggy style was number one for straight people. So uh, there you have Doggy's it. Doggy's where it's at. Doggy is where it's at. And Doggy. I was kind of surprised by the lotus. But I, I learned from this picture here that what we were talking about, the tabletop, that position is called butterfly. The butterfly. The butterfly. And if you're standing behind your person banging them out, that's called bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case bodyguard. you were wondering. Cue Whitney Houston. Protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so for all, for all groups, um, gay, lesbian, bisexual, straight, number three for everybody was cowgirl. Cowboy, cowgirl. Mm-mm-mm. So good. So good. So that's what I got. That's your quickie. Love that. Now, everybody go get banged. Everybody go lay down on a table and get fucked. <laughs> get your holes filled. Get your holes filled. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Like us on the socials. Reach out to us if you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss. Heck yeah. Tell us what you think. Comment on our social media or reach us. Re- this brain tonight. <laughs> Reach out to us at qndpod at gmail.com. Or contact me if you'd like to tell me how to use TikTok. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Help. We need help. Help somebody. Help us. (laughs) We're old. (laughs) The Quick and Dirty Midwife Life is hosted by certified professional midwives, Jen Jester and Andy Webb. Produced and edited by Richie, the Meat Man Burke. Music created by Richie Burke and Andy Webb. This show is intended to make you laugh and maybe teach you a little. It is not intended to provide medical advice. Please consult with your health care provider regarding your own personal care.